0: Welcome lovers to another episode of Oso oh So Smitten, the Wedding Podcast. If you're in your bride era, then this podcast needs to be your new obsession. In today's episode, I had the chance to chat with Amy, one of the beautiful co-founders of Wedshed, who has created a community for those who are planning to say, I do. This chat came with so much ease because of how much we adore weddings and sharing all the insight for those to ensure that your day is uniquely you. We also discuss how gifting has been redefined through their online gifting platform, Gravy, and of course, the launch of their new book, Get Wed, the ultimate handbook for getting hitched with full hearts and zero regrets. Welcome, Amy. Thank you so much for joining me today to chat all things weddings. I'm sure we will have no trouble at all. And I'm sure you're just as obsessed with them as I am. Thanks, Hailey. Yes, I reckon
1: we can probably think of a few things to talk about.
0: <laughs> and this is the thing. This is why, you know, I created that this smitten community is for all of those couples who are getting married. They just need to be informed with all the goodness to be able to make those really educated decisions for their special day.
1: Yeah. And I think that is so valuable because, you know, as we know, for most people, it's the first time they're doing it. So the more stuff that's out there to help people figure out how to make it more personal, the better.
0: Yeah. And don't you think it's crazy that, you know, once a couple becomes engaged, like overnight, they just become like event planners?
1: Yeah. I think it's kind of unfair that everyone just gets chucked in the deep end and you know speaking from experience as someone married 10 years ago i went into it totally naive thinking yep. oh i'm a fairly creative person i'll be able to like knock this <laughs> over um no it's not the case necessarily yeah. like you can yeah. but i you know you're so a lot of the time just not aware of all the stuff that goes on behind the scenes
0: yeah and i feel like and touching it's on a that i got married curve. yeah i got married back in 2017 and there was nothing around at that time to able to help you through the process of making those choices. I, to be honest, was the first one out of my friends and I was winging it entirely. Yeah. I think that
1: we had, well, actually that's kind of how Wed Shed came about was the first of our girlfriends in like our friend group that got engaged. And she came to myself and my business partner, Mel, who's also my childhood best friend asking, well, how do I find a wedding venue? My venue's actually just pulled the pin six weeks out before my wedding. Wow. And- we, our, like Mel and I, weren't engaged at that point, but we were kind of on that path. Like we'd been yep. with our partners long term. And it was that point that we were like, oh, shivers. There's actually so much that's missing from this industry. Why, like, the stuff that's out there isn't really resonating with us. And a lot of it was really, really bridal as well. Like, yep. And very, like, I guess just kind of assumed that you, as a woman, came out of the uterus just expecting to get married and wear a chill a yeah. dress and, like, yep. cut a, 10 tier cake or something and that just was not us and so for us we were like oh shivers there's actually some juicy space here and and also how can we change this a little bit so that when it's time for us to get married there's a few more things at play that actually resonate with us as just modern couples.
0: Yeah and I love that you touched on the fact that It was during that time that, whilst you weren't engaged, you were definitely very much in that time of your life where, you know, perhaps it was coming soon. And then it's almost like you're intrigued in all those questions when your friends do become engaged because you want to be a part of it. So the fact that that's how Wedgehead came about, that's really cool.
1: Yeah, it was nice to kind of like help her, but also help ourselves get a little leg up in building a business at that time as well. And I mean, that. Like I have to say, like the idea of Wedgehead came to us while we were probably quite drunk in a, in a small apartment in London, just sitting on the floor, going, "Why is this so hard? Like, there's got to be an easier way. Like, let, why don't we try and try and create an Airbnb for weddings, um, wedding venues? And that's kind of where we started, and it's evolved since then. Yes, but um, yeah, we we have we have our mate Natalie to thank for sort of. Oh.
0: That Planting is just scene. brilliant. Yes, that is brilliant, and I love that you're so just, you know, unapolo- unapologetically yourself, just sharing it. That that's how it came about, because that is the best. Because I think that people then resonate with that so much and go, "That is such a fantastic idea." So oh. let's just touch on a little bit about yourself, and then we can go back into wedshed. So tell me about yourself, and as you said, your childhood friend and business partner. Yeah. So Mel and I,
1: um, we went into business, we launched Wedshed in 2015, but our story goes way back. So we went to primary school together. Um, so we've been really good friends since we were probably five or six and then, you know, followed each other through high school, different schools, but still good mates. And then I think when we were 21, we traveled around the world together with some girlfriends. And it was at that point, you know, there was four of us and you're living in each other's pockets and literally living in each other's beds in backpackers. (laughs) And for whatever reason, we were just like, we never piss each other off. This is mm. something special here. And we, you know, we knew that we wanted to work for ourselves eventually. Mm-hmm. Came from really different backgrounds. My background was in communications and PR and copywriting and journalism. Mills was in corporate events and fashion. Um, And, but kind of thought, well, here's an idea. And like, to be quite honest, we had also thrown around so many other harebrained business ideas before we landed yeah. on Wedshed, including like a dog delivery treat service, <laughs> which would have been actually probably phenomenal. Yeah. Um, we wanted to like do a traveling sandwich store for music festivals around Australia. Oh my God, like, brilliant. And, and went far down in that. And then we were like, no, oh o- and but also there's not really probably a, um, significant margins to be made in a Vegemite yeah. sandwich. So we shelved that <laughs> idea as well. And also you want to be at the festival. You want to be at the festival, yeah, exactly. Not not there, like slathering margarine. <laughs> let's be fair, um, but yeah, we've just been good mates for a really long time, and have have very complementary skills. And so, I thought, well, let's. We're we're both like passionate about properties, like consider mm-hmm. ourselves property perverts. And so, you know, Wedgehead was one way to tick the box of being able to see amazing spaces around Australia. But we also both grew up with, um, you know, family that had regional farms as well, and so we could see the opportunity in all these underutilized like farm spaces that kind of sit there for the majority of the year and only get utilized maybe for a couple of months for shearing season or for, you know holding hay or whatever it might have been and so we thought well why don't we try and create a monetization stream for all of these regional properties so that they can future proof their farms into the future and I think you know this is like going back 10 years ago almost when this sort of idea was around since then there's been a lot of climate change development yeah. and so for us you know the opportunity to try and help create a new revenue stream that can actually keep properties that are changing their um, operations in the future um, is quite important to us but also we just you know love the idea of working in an industry that was really yes. happy and you know as we got into it realized how many legends are in this space as well because I don't yeah. know about you Hayley but when we came into this space we sort of thought Is it going to be like the cliches of Hollywood where it's really you know, bitchy or, you know, there's a whole bunch of bridezillas, and it's so not the case at all. It's just for the most part, a whole bunch of just creative people that really love helping other people.
0: Yeah. And I have to absolutely agree with that because we were talking a little bit before we pressed record um, about my role as a celebrant within the industry. And to be honest, it is just the most heartwarming role, but even better is the community that you make with all the different vendors, because I remember reaching out to those celebrants within my area. And you know, sometimes in that when you're doing that in a different industry, that's just like not heard of. Whereas I was like, no, like I want some celebrant friends. And I remember reaching out to them and they were so welcoming and just were there for all the advice on different gear or venues to work at or how to reach out to, you know, different venues to be able to officiate ceremonies at. So yeah, I found it incredible.
1: I think that's something that's pretty special and pretty unique to this industry, to be honest, because yeah, there's not that many that not that many spaces where you could reach out to, what's well, kind of a competitor, like yeah. we'd say peer, but realistically, they also yeah. are in the same space as you yeah. and to be welcomed with such open arms. So, yeah. And what I that. think
0: as well is to, for those couples who are getting married is that they're particularly in my area and I'm sure in different areas around Australia is that there is Those vendors for you for what you're after. So, for us as celebrants, like there is a variety of us who are all celebrants on the coast, but we are all so different and we can offer something different to all the different couples. So, I think that that's really important. And, you know, we had a big chat with a beautiful celebrant on the Newcastle area um, around just find your people for vendors. So, They are there and once you connect with people, you will know that they are the people for you. Um, Wed by Steph, she's an absolute legend and- yeah, she was just, it was such a fun chat to kind of have and be able to, yeah, just talk all things celebrant and MC um, about, yeah, your day and just finding your people. I think that's really important and people who are planning their day need to just really, yeah, sit with that and go, are these people for me? Because we're going to bring the vibe and energy and just making sure that they are your vibe and energy, I guess.
1: It's so true. I just like, I think that's the thing that I learned from coming into the wedding industry is how important that team is that you choose around you, because really they're the ones that are guiding you. They're holding Mm -hmm. your hand throughout it and you've got to be aligned. So you've got to chat to them and and make it. Absolutely. And yeah, and just find those people, as you said, Hayley, like they're, they're the ones that are going to make your day essentially
0: and sometimes um you know vendors will share little snippets of couples days and sometimes when all the vendors are um, tagged on a post and I look at all the vendors I'm like great team
1: (laughs) yeah what a party such a vibe
0: (laughs) I'm like whoever whoever that couple are you guys did
1: great which I just love (laughs) That's so nice. Yes, congratulations and well done.
0: Yeah, exactly. So, before we get into talking about your new book, Get Wed, which is super exciting, let's just have a little bit of a chat about your day. So, have you said I do? You said you got married about over 10 years ago? Yeah, it's
1: actually, we got married in 2015. So, we're coming up to 10 coming years. Coming up now. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was a very DIY wedding, mm-hmm. which I've have you know many things to say about that. But we we love the Mudgee region of New South Wales, and so the way that uh, my husband and I approached it was we sort of went driving around there and mm-hmm. spotted a hay shed from the side of the road, and. Um, Oh, I would say went down the driveway. Some would say trespassed onto the property, found the farmer who owned it and he just scouting, you know, <laughs> we were scouting. He was just gardening. It's okay. There was <laughs> like, we waved from a distance as we approached and, you know, we're on his land, but, um, we just sort of said like, you know, don't, sorry to interrupt you in your you know private house yes however we love your shed. would you mind if you got married there also like have a you know here's our number have a think about it have a chat to the family and if you're interested let us know and they ended up being super open to it and just were excited to see someone else utilize that space because it was really just kind of sitting there harboring brown snakes for most of the year (laughs) and um we yeah ended up creating this gorgeous relationship with them and so we still go and visit them, you know, once a year to like catch up and just have a chat and they know our kids now and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. How lovely. um, Just reminisce on the day. Just reminisce on the day. Yeah, exactly. And I think, you know, for for us, the the whole DIY thing, it was it was a blank canvas, right? So the thing that was there was a water tank. Mm -hmm. And that was really so we came into it thinking, um, we'll be able to turn this around like you know, into something that we would love. And we did with the help of some amazing vendors in the area. But I think it sort of taught me the value of leaning on your vendors Mm -hmm. and your team and also being really realistic and open, like honest with yourself about the amount of work that you're willing to do. I think- for us now, if I was going to go back and relive our wedding, I'd probably do it a bit differently because I just, quite frankly, am old and don't have the enthusiasm, well, like, sorry, <laughs> not the enthusiasm, don't have the energy yeah. anymore. Young yeah. children will do that to you. They'll zap the life out of you. <laughs> but um, it's it's great to lean on people. And I think, I mean, for for me, the lessons that I've learned from getting married as well and, oh, it's probably like a little bit ironic, but and you might not expect to hear this, but it gave me this whole heap of of perspective on weddings mm-hmm. in general um and the fact that like honestly speaking, they are just one day yeah but and I say that not to minimize the day, quite the opposite in fact like it's yeah it's a permission slip for couples to make it all yeah. about you and so when I say that, I mean, like don't spend too much time trying to please other people or incorporate trends when they don't reflect what you're all about as well. Yeah. Cause there really are only that many ritualistic milestones in life. And my, you know, my business partner and I've been talking about this for many, many years. Like there's only so many times you get to gather all of your friends and family and celebrate your, your life. And it's generally, um, your wedding and your funeral and you're not there for your funeral. So it's, you know, Make it's this really one important one to remember. Exactly, it's really important just to to do what you want on the day and it's yeah. you know it can be easier said than done but honestly anything goes for weddings as yeah. you you know you would know.
0: Yeah. And that's what I mean that's what I'm trying to share with couples all the time is to just be so intentional and sometimes um, it's a hard conversation to have when they might share that, oh, you know, they don't want to do this because it might affect like so and so and so and so. And I'll pull them up and say, "Whoa, let's just have a chat. We need to kind of unpack this um, because, as you say, it is just one day and it goes so quickly. So I got married mm-hmm. almost seven years ago now and I chose the incredible venue Wallalong House. I still just admire the space that we chose so much, but I would have to agree, we did far too much DIY elements to the day. And I mean, I have a very, my sister likes to say that I have a champagne taste on a beer budget. And so (laughs) I was just wanting a certain look, um, which definitely I look back on photos with the fondest memories, but there Mm. are so many decisions I made that I thought, why did I do that? and yeah. when you get to the venue it's so stressful because a lot of my family and friends were helping set up and I kind of went into this mode of like I don't care anymore and so my sister was coming up to me and going well what about what we spoke about and I was just like I don't care, I don't um, care because yeah. I think yeah I just got into that mode of feeling that I was just so content with whatever happened. I'm like, whatever goes, it's all good. So yeah, yeah, my sister was very confused. like, what? Hang on. This is not part of the brief that
1: we discussed prior. We had a plan, Hayley. Stick to it. Start caring
0: So she was just like, what is going on? I'm like, I don't know. But all I know is I'm getting married (laughs) tomorrow and I don't really want to spend all this time setting up. So I feel like, as you say, leaning on those vendors that are so crucial to your day, um, particularly in the lead up. There are so many vendors who help, alleviate so much stress like you know stylists and coordinators and planners and people like that to be able to just relax coming into your day and then of course you have all the vendors who come on the day um that bring it all together which I just love I love when there's an empty space um as you say that woolshed shed that you chose and then all the vendors turn up your florist comes and there's flowers and it's like oh we're at a wedding. Um, you know, all of those people turn up, and it's like we can do this. We have pulled this together, which is awesome.
1: It's seriously quite magical seeing a transformation like that, and I think it's like, yeah, I always love seeing the reaction from couples as well. Whenever I see that, just like holy moly, yeah. this thing that we've talked about for a while—it's so long, often so long—is actually right here in front of my eyes. It's yeah. so it's pretty powerful.
0: Yeah. And I think, as you said before, it's like trusting those vendors that we do this all the time. And so that when we turn up, it does actually turn into a wedding because the celebrants talking to the photographer and videographer, and they're talking to the florist and everyone's kind of all working together to ensure that it is seamless and that we're all there for the same objective. And it is for the couple to have like the most magical day. So sometimes Decisions are made as part of the vendor team. And I think that, you know, trusting your vendors to make those decisions because we're all there for you as a couple.
1: Yeah, I think that's so important. And that's
0: not to say I
1: feel like I don't want to um, poo-poo DIY at all. I, can not, I don't want to contradict myself either, but... I think, you know, it's wonderful to do DIY things and also to hand stuff over to friends and family if, you know, they've got the passion and the capability to do it and they're willing as well. I think it's great and it can be a money saving thing as well to lean on your friends and family. But I think it's, you know, just be very, very conscious and realistic about what you're taking on for yourself and also what you're asking the nearest and dearest to do as well.
0: And with this economy as well, I think that people need to be so considerate around all things money too, which we will dive into a little bit later, but yeah, it is tricky. I think you need to have that conversation at the very beginning around budget, because that is one thing that I didn't do. Um, And I was in a very different time of my life, so it was fine. But I think now, if I was to get married now, when we've got two young kids, um, conversations around money would be very different.
1: Absolutely, I was a head in the sand kind of person when it came to the wedding, and I would a hundred percent not recommend that. Mm-hmm. I think that. It's so easy to come into a wedding and think, okay, this is the number that we're going to spend on our wedding and just kind of pluck it out of thin air. But our advice is always to go ahead and do your homework first. Mm-hmm. So firstly to number 1, to get clear on your priorities. What's actually yeah. important for you both for your wedding day? And you might find it's, you know, not all the nice to haves, but there's, you know, certain things that are really important. It might be finding like a celebrant that really speaks to you or finding a venue that you can have your dog at or has accessibility. Mm-hmm. Or it might be prioritising a band over, you know, fancy transport or something like that. Getting so clear on those things uh, that you both really feel aligned on. And that's where you should put your budget. And then everything else is a nice to have on top of that if you can afford it and you really want to as well. Um, And then you know, costing out those things as a second mm-hmm. stage, because it's all well and good to be like, these are the things that are really important to us and that we want for our day. But until you actually understand how much those things cost, um, you know, it's, it's hard to actually sort of put a, a budget in place that you're not going to uh, immediately go over and then feel really terrible about yourselves. So getting super clear on the costs, I think is so important mm-hmm. from the get go.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I think that it makes the journey through your wedding planning process so much more enjoyable. Like, as you say, like you don't want to then get halfway through and be so disappointed and disheartened that, you know, you're going so far over budget. Whereas if you're just putting everything on the line to begin with, and as you say, it's almost like a three-part process where if you're deciding what you want. You're having those discussions about your non-negotiables, and then kind of revisiting it and going, "Okay, well, are we within our means? Like, are we within the budget? Are we happy spending this amount of money?" Um, Mm. Because, yeah, I look back on what I spent on our wedding, and yeah, there was definitely a house deposit in that. (laughs) I feel
1: you. Yeah, I think I think there was a house deposit in ours. We just got so terrible that we uh, actually stopped tracking. Oh, yeah. Just, I would actually have no idea, but I can imagine. It's it's not a good thing to do that. I think as well, like it can be helpful to, once you sort of like laid out your costs, also obviously have a contingency mm-hmm. because it's just stuff that will come up. But I think it can also be a helpful way of figuring out when you should get married. So using your budget as a tool, it's like, okay, well, if we know that these are the things that we want and we know it's going to cost roughly this much, mm-hmm. how long can we actually well, how long is it going to take us to afford that? Like how many months in advance? What can we save each month? And I think given the financial climate right now, that's really important to do. So you don't end up with this crippling debt at the end Mm. of the wedding that, you know, is going to put strain on the marriage because really that's what it's all about. You're getting married to have the marriage ahead. So you want to make sure that you're on, you know, a great front foot when you actually get
0: to that point after the day. Agreed. And a perfect example is, for us, we really wanted a videographer to be a part of our day because we wanted them to capture that moment and tell a story. And to be honest, like every anniversary, we look back at our wedding film and, you know, there are definitely moments that I'm like, oh, cringe. Like, why did I choose that? Or, But at the time it was beautiful and I loved it. Um, But In making that choice, we didn't get a photographer because I think at the time I was like, well, we can't really afford both. Um, And also I'm not really one to love getting my photo taken. So I think that for me, I was like, I just want a videographer to follow us around and capture all of those candid moments. And that was kind of like the playoff that we made, but we were so happy with it. I mean, now, I don't know, would we want photos? I haven't really had much thought of it other than that, but the fact that we have our wedding video is oh, so treasured.
1: I love that you're so hyper conscious of that in yourselves as well and prioritized your money toward, you know, videography versus photography because you, most people, myself included, would have thought that like the photographer is a non-negotiable as well. But every nothing's a non-negotiable except yeah. for the celebrant that Sorry. needs to, to make it happen. You want to so make it legal. Your job's your job's good. Yeah. Everybody else She's is like on the that. chopping block. <laughs> but I also love that you were saying how when you look back at your wedding, you know, there were moments that were cringe. I think mm. that, that's so important to point out that we get so hung up on the decisions we make, mm-hmm. you know, what am I going to wear? What mm-hmm. are the flowers going to be? What's this? And the reality is that your taste is going to change over yeah. the years. Like nothing, you, you'll you never be able to probably choose something that is going to, you're going to look back on 50 years later and be like, and still yeah, I still yeah. love that. I'd still make that decision today. Yes, exactly. It's just not the reality of it. So make decisions that suit you now and don't tr- try not to I guess it's easy to say, but try your hardest just to yep. stick to that decision. Be like, you know what? I love that right now. That yes. is great. And then move forward and make the next decision versus kind of getting in paralysis. What is this going to mean for the future? Know. Is this the very best thing that I could choose? Because there are a thousand decisions that you could make, right?
0: Yeah. And I think more importantly, it is about making those decisions for your day as to how it's going to make you feel. So exactly. Mm. Like I didn't get a photographer because I knew that that would make me feel so off-putting and just on edge and just awkward. I just don't like photos. I just think, yeah, I don't know. It was just one of those things that I was like, no, don't want it there. Whereas for us, like the DJ and the reception and that dance floor starting, as soon as it could, was a huge priority of ours. And another thing was that I wasn't going to please love my family and friends so dearly. And of course, that's why they were there as part of our incredible wedding. But I wasn't going to spend my night sitting down at a table talking to people because I was like, that's what the recovery session's for. Like I can see them later. Whereas of course, I was on that dance floor. And if anyone wanted to be on that dance floor or wanted to chat, I was like, you can come to me. (laughs) You you must dance to me. And we can only talk,
1: we can scream at each other over this amazing music.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I'm pretty sure all of my guests were coming up to me saying, you have to go request this song because they won't play it. And I was like, well, I'm the bride. I'm going to go up and I'm going to make them play this song.
1: (laughs) I love that. I think that's so true though, as well. Like you sort of said there about you know not being able to speak to all of your friends and family during the day I think there's a lot of pressure on couples oh like I've invited all these people I must get around and have quality time and and do that but that's just exhausting to put that pressure on yourself like I think that it's so much better just to enjoy your day yeah conversations that happen organically through you know as you're just making your way through your wedding fantastic stop and have those chats but people will come and speak to you as well. Like, don't feel like you need to take on this obligation to spend quality time with each and every single person at your wedding, unless, yeah. of course, like you've got like only ten people at your wedding and you're doing a <laughs> micro wedding. It makes it a lot easier for that to happen. Yeah. But you know, if your weddings in the triple digits yeah. or you know, you sort of your numbers yeah. are higher,
0: just it's take hard to that get around and off
1: yourself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the beauty of a recovery session as well. You get to have more quality time and extend.
0: You kind of give yourself like a backup to, yeah. to actually have those yeah, conversations. Yeah, additional time.
1: Yeah, exactly. More quality time.
0: Yeah. And I think as well, like another, another point just quickly before we get on to talk about your incredible book, which is what we're here for, obviously, but there's just so much goodness, but to schedule time, to spend time with your partner, because yes. otherwise, like half the time at our wedding, I looked over at my husband across the room um, and thinking like, we should chat like yeah. do you want to chat do you want to have a dance like do you want to drink week? where are you seriously I <laughs> felt
1: the same way I think there were like two hours that went by and I was like I don't even know where you've been you don't know yeah. where I've been I think it's so important to schedule that time We'll yeah. have like all right every time this song comes on or on the hour blah 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 and yeah and make that time to get away I remember one yeah. of my favorite moments from our wedding was um Chris and I just snuck away and mm. just like Stepped right away mm. from the, like, you know, a few hundred meters from the hay shed and just stood there and had a drink and just looked back. And we were like, holy moly, this at moment is actually happening. Yes. And look at what we created here. Yep. Look at all of our friends and family having yep. such a good time. And it was just so nice to, have that memory to kind of be like, okay, that's, yeah. that's one sort of, the day can be such a blur and the night can be even blurrier. But then <laughs> if you've kind of got, you know, some anchor moments throughout yeah. it where, you know, you spent quality time with yeah. your partner, that is such a valuable thing to take forward.
0: Yeah. I love that. So beautiful. I got goosebumps because we did exactly the same thing and it is so nice and just, Such a moment to cherish, to, as you say, look around and be like all of these people, our favorite people at our time in our life right now, because yes, you're definitely going to meet new people and they're not going to be a part of your wedding. But at this point in time, everyone around us is here um, Mm. celebrating us, which is so amazing. And I just think link arms with your partner and just spend your reception together because otherwise you just, yeah, you kind of like get lost with each other. So yeah, stay together. That's such nice words. Amazing. So let's get into it. You have recently launched your first book called Get Wed, The Complete Guide to Getting Married with Minimum Stress and Maximum Vibes. So, oh my gosh, tell me all about this. So Get Wed,
1: we were very fortunate in that the commissioning editor of Alan and Unwin was getting married herself, lovely Tessa. And she kind of came to us saying, hey, there's no good book on getting married out there. I mean, there are plenty of uh, guides and um, workbooks and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But there wasn't really a like a full bible of wedding planning out there. And so she was like, Do you want to write the book? And we were like, Do you know what? We've got ten years of content sitting Mm -hmm. there that we could kind of turn into a book. It'll be easy, we said. And it was not. (laughs) (laughs) It's always easy at the beginning, isn't it? Turns out writing a book takes more than more time than you'd expect. But we yeah, it's been a labor of love that sort of took us it's been about a year in the making. And I mean, for us, the The whole ethos behind it was, well, how do we plan? How do we write a book that helps couples plan better, save money, or spend mm-hmm. money more thoughtfully? Choose which traditions to adopt, which to ditch, um, and kind of give you a map from start to finish as well. So that's really what Get Wed does. We've got word for word templates as well for mm-hmm. couples on all of those like awful or tricky situations like, you know, how to uninvite guests, how to like deal with family members that are rocking the boat, how to tell friends that, you know, they, their kids aren't invited, all sorts mm-hmm. of different stuff. Um, and for us, you know, we, we're all about trying to make your wedding more personal um, and help couples that are terrified about managing their budgets, um, reducing the stress. We just want to make the whole wedding industry and wedding planning process a lot more transparent as well. So our, our ultimate goal is that, Anyone that reads this book can go into their wedding feeling more empowered about mm-hmm. how they're planning their day. It's a super inclusive book as well, so we mm-hmm. really try and represent as many lovers as we can out there and just just get married feeling like okay, we've just created a day that truly is, you know, a reflection of who we're who we are, our passions, our personalities. And we just, I'm going to walk away feeling zero regrets about the whole process and only good memories.
0: Yeah, amazing. And it's so relatable for all of those couples who are getting married, particularly around all those controversial topics that people might not be talking about, but need to know. So I love that you guys touch on that all the time. There is also so much across your Instagram as well. Just, yeah, scaffolding, as you say, those questions that are just icky and people try and stay well clear from. So I love that you guys are always touching on that because yeah people need support
1: they do need support and I also think you know wedding planning should be a happy time Mm -hmm. like there's inevitably going to be some stresses that come up, and stress in your life isn't necessarily a bad thing. There's a stress that's, you know, can kind of propel you along and get you going as well. Um, and you know, when you're doing something for the first time, it can feel somewhat daunting. Yeah. And so our idea is to try and minimise that. But when it comes to those awkward situations and tricky situations that sadly do come up for most people, um, you know, in some form or other, some are like lovely and minor, and sometimes it can be really, really hard and can be. Stuff that really challenges relationships with people who you thought you were so good with, whether that be family or close friends as well. If you can get past that, the sooner you can kind of deal with those situations, rip the band aids off, have those conversations and, and address them and move forward, the sooner you can get back to planning a happy day and making that whole period of your life as celebratory as possible as well. And so that's kind of where we come at when we sort of think about, okay, what are some word for word templates that we can actually give people so that they can get out of this funk as quickly as possible and just get back to having a good time.
0: And like, just take all that stress away and kind of just have that guide to walk you through that whole process. And you know what I also love? I just love a book, an old school (laughs) book and that hand. Oh, I just love it. I love a book too.
1: Yeah. I, M- Mel is like a digital queen. She loves that. But I'm very much like a grab it, open it, sniff it, yep. chuck it in a bag. It's like yep. a, it's, I say it's that. An it's an experience. Actually, it is an experience. Yeah. And so we've made the book. It's got, you know, gorgeous illustrations in it, but mm-hmm. it's like it's soft, it's floppy. You can take it into yeah. bed. She is very, she's, you know, really thick. This is getting sexy, but she's, <laughs> she's like, she's big and thick and you can take it to bed. <laughs> Look, we had to go there. We had to go there. Um, but, yeah, it's there's something nice about it, isn't yeah. there? And it's, like, yeah. lovely, lovely for gifted and considered. And you can also table. read it
0: together, like, with your partner in the planning process as well and kind of just, like, look, this is what I would do, to be honest. I'd be leaving sticky notes everywhere all over it <laughs> being, like, okay, hubby, you got to read that part. Seriously, it's such a good idea. And I think that's
1: a thing, you know, we, I sort of touched earlier on when we first came into the industry, we felt like it was quite a gendered space. And a lot mm-hmm. of the time, it, the whole industry was speaking to brides only. Mm-hmm. For us, it's really important, to, like for the sake of relationships, particularly in hetero couples, yep. to make sure that the wedding planning process is as inclusive and also as evenly shared as possible as well. And so we've got tips in there about how to engage your partner in the planning yep. process if they are reluctant or just a bit gun shy and, you know, not sure how to, how Mm. they can lend their value because they absolutely can.
0: Yeah. Delegate those tasks. Yeah. Do it together. (laughs) It is. And so when is the book coming out and where can people get it? It is coming out on the 31st
1: of October. So a nice spooky date and um, you can get it from all the, I guess, major bookstores. So Booktopia, Amazon, um, Big W, not sure where else, but anywhere you can get books from pretty much. <laughs> I think you anywhere you can
0: get good books from, that's where it will be. Oh, that's, that's so incredible. Yeah. I loved your recent reel that you shared and that you said that, you know, October 31st is a spooky day, but we're changing it. And what are we changing it to?
1: Yeah, it's get where day now. It's not Halloween. <laughs> it's official, guys. It's
0: official. Yeah, exactly. Put it in the calendar henceforth. Oh, I love that. Now I need to know more about another incredible platform that you have both created and one that resonates to my heart. And that is gravy an online gift registry that makes so much impact. So when I came across this, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I just felt such a pull towards it because I know that for those who are getting married and choosing what to do in regards to gifting and also just receiving gifts. I know that some people can really struggle with that, but then also on the other side as a guest and not knowing what to do when it comes to gifting because love languages, all the things, there's so much that come into play. So tell us all about this because I think, yeah, people will just really resonate with this.
1: I'd love to tell you about it. So gravy is a digital gifting platform. Um, And what's different about it is that not only if you're getting married, can you gather funds to put toward things like a honeymoon or IVF or new couch or, you know, whatever you might want to put your money on a coffee machine any Mm -hmm. sort of traditional gifts but you can also ask your friends and family to give you gifts of their own human time so Mm -hmm. we call them pledges but things like dog sitting or babysitting or help painting your house or you can ask your guests to go and give blood on your behalf because that's important to you yeah literally anything you can think of you can kind of gather that help and support from your family and friends and the reason that they came about was really um during the pandemic you know, the wedding industry got absolutely gut punched, right? We were all, Mm -hmm. um, it was not like toilet paper or alcohol. Mm -hmm. We were struggling. (laughs) And I think that Mel and I, we just became obsessed with gifting because we were thinking, you know, how do we show care and love to our friends, our family and our team while we're all working remotely? And so we just got down this gifting path. And for us, we'd always wanted to create a digital wedding registry because we Mm -hmm. knew that, you know, it can be quite awkward asking for money um, as a gift. And you know, we had wishing wells at our weddings and they serve its their purpose, but there's something a little bit impersonal in our opinion about, you know, running to an ATM 10 minutes before the yeah. ceremony is about to kick off, stuffing right. some cash in an envelope and, I you know, know, giving it to the couple and like, there you go. Happy, happy days. Yeah. Dates.
0: And this is where I say like, it speaks so closely to my heart because it just feels so like it just isn't meaningful when you're just kind of handing over cash unless it's for something particular. And if you want to be quite specific, it's like, I don't know, what do you do? Write it on the card? Like, Hey, can you put this towards like X, Y, Z, but you know, you're none the wiser as to whether they're going to do that. And again, I had a wishing well at my wedding and I just felt icky about it. I was like, well, I I don't know what to do.
1: Yeah, I think that's a thing when you're the couple as well and you're opening those cards, the cards are lovely to read, but, I mean, you can also get those lovely Mm. cards. You can still ask for cards for your wedding or you can get those messages digitally so you can keep them online. But then, you know, you're you're just getting money and, like, Mm -hmm. no one has cash anymore. Like, yes, Mm -hmm. you can take it to the bank, but it just, it's not the crescendo or, like, the cherry on top of what was already an amazing day. Yeah, Not to mention, I guess, the kind of security around having to, like, look after those gifts all day. Because every wedding season, we're sorry to say that we do see those horror Mm. stories of you know, money going missing from Wishing Wells or Wishing Wells going missing altogether because there might've been oh a bad God. egg around. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, And it see, happens. that's the
0: thing, like as an MC, when I stay on for couples receptions, that's part of you know, my role is that I will make sure that at some part of the night, um, definitely earlier on, like once people have kind of popped all their, you know, cards and wishing well together, I will actually take that up to like a secure place for my couples to make sure that, you know, their marriage certificate, all of those little bits and bobs that you just don't want, you know, alcohol being spilled over um, is totally. kept in, you know, put in safe keeping. But, yeah I don't know I just yeah I love that so much and I also love that it doesn't have to be specifically wedding which obviously you know it resonates talking about this today Um, but it could you could use it for so many different areas in your life too
1: yeah, we've we've expanded it now. So it started just in weddings, but mm-hmm. we've seen people use it for engagement parties, for kids' first birthdays, for any sort of milestone birthdays, mm-hmm. really, for gathering funds for, like, you know, teacher's gifts, but also mm-hmm. for bereavements. We've had a couple of um, instances where we've seen people use it, for example, for a... Um, a couple used it because they had had a premature baby, and they mm-hmm. wanted to gather gifts of family and friends support because they had so many people coming to them, being like, "How can I help you during this yeah. time?" And it's quite overwhelming, right? So they yeah. created a gravy registry where they could be like, "We'd love someone to babysit our first kid <sighs> and to walk our dog, yeah. and we'd love someone to like, if you want to donate to our petrol fund because they are having to go back from the mm-hmm. hospital every single day, or like, help us, yeah. you know, bring over some meals for the week, just some frozen dinners. That'd yeah. be phenomenal as well. I think for us, you know, we. We're in the wedding business, obviously, but there are so many things that we don't celebrate in life. Like Mm -hmm. we love to celebrate birthdays, babies, engagements, weddings, Mm -hmm. but we don't necessarily celebrate as we believe we should. Things like, you know, buying a home or starting a business or writing a book or dumping some fuckwit. Like there are so (laughs) many things that happen in our lives that deserve recognition, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time we don't, we don't necessarily do that because it doesn't fit the hallmark card guide of what to celebrate. And so for us, gravy is all about kind of leveling that because we know as individuals, we all, want different things in life. Not everyone wants to get married or have children. And why should they not be celebrated or seen in their lives? And so that's kind of where gravy comes in. It's it's the idea being that you can use it to celebrate the Mm -hmm. milestones that are actually important to you.
0: I love that. It's just like such a feel good feeling, particularly that it has that element that doesn't have to have that monetary value to it. It can just be things that you can help with, um, you know, in, all areas of your life. And, you know, those ones that you touched on, I feel like, you know, it's the perfect scenario where it's, you know, for example, you have a baby and everyone's always buying, you know, presents for the, for the little one. But what about mum? Um, I think that that's a perfect example to be able to say, hey, I'll look after your other kids or I'll help come clean your house or I'll do a food train. All of those things are just oh, so necessary.
1: 100% yeah I love it for the use of babies as well I think it's that's where it comes into its own and I mean for for weddings we've seen some really incredibly personal things on there as well requests yep. for people to you know donate blood platelets yeah or to you know come and help them humanely process their backyard chickens um you know really to help I mean this is not a super personal or, or poignant thing but like to help um give her, give her husband a back second crack wax before the honeymoon, like all
0: sorts <laughs> of stuff, All right? the things, like they all can the come things. from anywhere.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's as flexible as you want, which is to us what gifting should be about.
0: Yeah. And that's the thing. That's probably where it's so lost is that we used our um, wishing well, we used that for our honeymoon because by the time the wedding came around, I was like, well, I don't know what honeymoon we're going on, but you know, it just allowed us to be able to, after the wedding, just relax so much and actually spend that quality time together, which was so needed and it did go to a very intentional cause, I guess. But yeah, yeah, it kind of takes the meaning away from things. And as I said earlier, I just felt really odd with the whole wishing well concept. And I think, I don't know, maybe that comes around to, you know, everyone's relationship with money and everyone's love language and all those things because gifting is just not one of mine. Um, So even like giving and receiving, I just feel it all very strange.
1: Yeah. And look, I think it's interesting as well. Like it's so it's normal to give money as a wedding gift, right? Yeah. In so many cultures, that's the norm as well. And yeah. in, in like in Western cultures, that's become increasingly the norm because we all live together when we get yeah. married. For the most part, we've already got the crockery, the yes. the pots and plates, the linen, we've got the, the vacuums. We don't need that sort of stuff. Um, and so, I mean, for us, it's been interesting to see with gravy, even though we allow people to gift non-monetary things, yeah. like those pledges of human time and effort, the the money that comes into wedding registries is actually on average 20 to 30% higher than a physical wishing well when you do it digitally. And we've kind of stopped and, you know, looked at the data around that. And I think the reason for it is that because if you're using a digital wishing well, you actually get to communicate what that cash is going towards. And so people feel more generous being like, okay, well, here's a yes. hundred, you know, here's, I'll give you this money because I know you're going to spend it on those amazing yep. cocktails or you're going to put it toward that rug that you love, or yeah. you're going to use it to, you know, pay off some of your hex debt or whatever yep. it might be versus, you know, just kind of coming in with just money blind. Like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to just and choose also, an amount. Yeah. And you've got the flexibility to do it at a time that suits you as well yep. versus kind of, you know, having to be rushed into the, the gifting process, which is what normally happens. Like for me, particularly if you're like on
0: the way to the wedding and you're just like, I don't know, well let's just get out whatever we've got in our account. Whereas, you know, when it's really intentional and thoughtful. And as you say, if you're going, okay, well, because I know it's for like X, Y, Z or something that you're choosing, then I'm willing to give an X amount of money, which yeah, so thoughtful.
1: Yeah, it, it kind of is a win win for couples really in that sense as well. Even though it's not about that. Yeah. That is just kind of a side product of gifting in that way, which is, you know, kind well, of Well, it's a, a feel nice good movement
0: have. for everyone because it's like you're giving it, but then you also know that they're going to be receiving it and really valuing it. So yeah, it's such a tricky, tricky situation, isn't it?
1: It is gifting, yeah. I think we're we've learned so much and it like, my God, yeah. we're obsessed with gifting. We love yeah. it. Um and there's just so much room to do it better, I think.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, quickly before we go, let's just talk a little bit about like the 2024 trends that you see coming in um, next year for weddings. Yes. So I think
1: one of the biggest things that I've noticed is a change in the way that we, like, the expectations around our wedding parties. So like our <sighs> bridesmaids, groomsmen, you know, bride folk, yep. grooms, people, whatever, yep. but, you know, any combination where we I'm seeing way less wedding parties as yes. well. More couples choosing to go it alone and mm-hmm. not have wedding parties, still surround themselves with their best mates yep. when they're getting ready in the lead up, still perhaps have a hens or bucks, but not choose to have those formal roles yes. just beside them on the day. And for the couples that do have those wedding parties with them, I'm seeing um, a lot like, I guess, like less traditional roles in the sense of more couples just being like, you choose what outfit you want to wear. Yep. You don't have to be matchy-matchy. Um, You can coordinate it yourselves or couples saying, hey, do you know what? We don't want you to actually come and stand next to us at the end of the aisle. Why don't you take a seat and kind of be more mixed in with the crowd mm-hmm. as well? we Or see more. with your
0: partner, if they're in yeah, the audience as well. Like, I think that is so nice because with that, when the, um, the wedding party are standing up with the couple, it then, you know, if they have guests with them, then they're solo in the crowd. Um, no, I love that one. I love that. I'm seeing that. And I'm definitely seeing that as a celebrant with my couples. Um, mm. it's definitely a question as part of the process is, do you have a, a wedding party, how do you want them to be a part of your day? Like, do you want them standing up there with you? And I think that because that question comes up, couples are going, Oh, what do you mean? They don't what have the to. options. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, Absolutely not. They might walk down and they might stand up there for a minute and I might give them an acknowledgement and then they might sit down with their guest. Um, That's and such a nice to, way of doing yeah, it. Yeah. And get to watch you share your promises with your partner and be. A part of the experience, but not standing up there with like the sun beaming off you and, you know, all of those things, because otherwise, you know, particularly groomsmen will say, well, what would you like me to do? And I say, nothing. <laughs> like, <laughs> just stand there and just sweat <laughs> in your suit. <laughs> no just drinks, like sun is off, all the things. Um So, yeah, I think that I love, yeah, that that one is definitely trending. Absolutely about still have them there. I think that you obviously want people there to be getting ready with you for your day, hype you up, totally. cum nerves, all That's those the things. best part of getting married, right? Yeah. It's the surrounding yourself or like that lead up, surrounding
1: yourself with all those, you know, mm. your nearest and dearest, you're like your best mates. I think as well, I love the trend in wedding parties where there's like you're mixing genders as well mm-hmm. and you're mixing your numbers. So you don't need to have yeah. like even numbered mm-hmm you know, bridesmaids or groomsmen to speak basically on either side because that's just not real life as well in real life you know one of you might have three best mates one of you might have two best mates why would you try and yeah 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 why would you try and match it up just for the sake of like even Stevens in photos yeah I just think (laughs) like the sooner we can get away from that the better like just make
0: it real life yeah and such a big choice not having someone a part of your day because it's not the same as your partners or they not might not be from the same area or their friends might live overseas like there's so many different scenarios that can come into play around that so oh is just so funny. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm sure you
1: see that all the time being so deeply ingrained in ceremonies.
0: Yeah, I know. And as I said, I'm just trying to get couples to make all of those choices and just like, let's shake it up people. Cause why are we yes. making all these choices? There's three legal aspects within a ceremony and around that. It's so funny, really, when you really unpack it, that we are doing all of these things just because.
1: Yes, I think so too. I would go back and change my ceremony completely. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you don't need to have a reading, for example. Like it was lovely, don't get me wrong, but would I do that today? I don't know. I don't think so. I'd change it completely. Yeah, I think in terms of other trends, I feel like, um, I mean, we're seeing so many micro weddings as Mm -hmm. well gain popularity. Yeah, I think that's just, you know, like just due to couples wanting to, focus more on the actual day and like the the act of getting married rather than the wedding itself as well and also coming down to budget so that's that's definitely something that we're seeing um and then otherwise destination weddings yeah. not going anywhere still yeah. super super hot which you know we love obviously because yeah. there's just nothing like going away getting married spending days in like the lead up yeah. and post with your your friends and family and not to say that you can't do that when you're getting somewhere that's you know metropolitan as well you absolutely can
0: yeah um but there's you know i think everyone there is definitely like a yeah a, a time stamp on that because it's almost like there's a start time and there's a finish time but when you go away it's like this extended celebration that you can just let the shenanigans continue
1: Absolutely. And I mean, like, given that, like, literally half the population's in Europe right now, according oh, to Instagram, right. everyone just wants to get away. They want yeah. an excuse to flee yeah. the daily grind and just to, to spend time away. And so it's really interesting. We have, you know, spoken to so many couples that are like, am I being selfish and asking my friends and family to take a Friday off or a Monday off work? And I think you know my response is always you are doing them a favor. They mm. want to, mm. <laughs> most part they want to, like, and yeah. if they don't, they won't. Yeah, but they they want an excuse to be like, sorry, got a clock off. I'm, yeah. I'm off to a wedding and to have like a phenomenal party that is definitely you know paid for as well. Yeah, Yay.
0: exactly. And I think that as you say, with those people who are choosing perhaps to do a um, you know an overseas wedding or an interstate wedding, well, it's allowing those decisions for a more intimate ceremony or reception to happen to take place because some people might not be able to make those choices to travel for a wedding whereas you know you're kind of left with this decision where you do have an intimate, intimate wedding which is actually kind of accepted and probably thanked for
1: yeah i think so as well i think it's like again it just gets back to doing what you feel like yeah. is is going to speak to you guys the most and if you yeah. know that you really want to get away and spend yeah. a full weekend of it don't feel um anything but like permission to go and do yeah, that. Yeah. Agree. It really is your wedding.
0: Yeah. I see couples from both angles. So I do like an intimate affair ceremony, which is like more of an elopement style. And I do like the signature ceremony, which is like all of it. We just go all in. And there are so many amazing elements about both of them. But with those, decisions come pros and cons and so sometimes when people are choosing that intimate wedding it's like you can tell that they've really made that choice knowing what they're kind of giving up on with a bigger ceremony um but then at the same time those people who are choosing to have that big lavish you know just big celebration of their love they you know you look at them at the end of the night and you're like yeah you made the right decision
1: Yeah, I think that's it. You just got to like really weigh it up and think okay, what actually do we want out of this? Like, forgetting about everyone that might want to be there what's going to give us the, make us feel the most at ease. And if that's, yeah, as you say, celebrating with everyone, fantastic. Like it's going to be an amazing party. And if it's not, you'd prefer to keep things like neat and tidy and very intimate. How special for those people that are there. What, What an honor.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, just a couple of questions that we had from the Smitten community to ask you today. So how to shake up the run sheet of our reception to make it untraditional? Any advice on that?
1: I think, and Hayley, you touched this earlier, I think it's nice to shake it up to get the things that you might be feeling nervous mm. about out of the way earlier. Yeah. There doesn't have to be a particular way of framing your wedding. I think a lot of the time there's, there's, I guess, a kind of traditional format of like ceremony and then we mm. might go into canapes and then we might go into reception and speeches and stuff. But you can cut your cake if you want to have a cake, that is. Literally after your ceremony and have people eat cake, have champagne, that's how you kick your wedding off. Beautiful. You can walk into your wedding and have a first dance and demand that everyone get on that dance floor with you and just kick it off and that sets your vibe completely phenomenal like yeah I think just think about what is it that you really want for your wedding and make those things happen earlier than you probably might have according to a traditional like an yeah. in inverted commas run sheet um so that you know that you're going to get more time of doing that as well as getting the things that might be making you feel a little bit nervous out of yeah. the way so that you have more time to just focus on enjoying yourself
0: yeah I love that and just to add I had a couple recently who decided to change to have their couple portraits before the ceremony. So they did yes. a first look, they did their couple portraits, they did the ceremony, and then they were there for the whole canopy hour. They weren't going anywhere and getting lugged here and there to get the the shot. Um, And they were so happy with that decision that they made, which was so fun and it got everything underway so much quicker. So I'm all for, yeah, just shaking up the run sheet and just doing things as you want or just asking people around you or asking in different communities like that share all the advice on weddings to be able to say like hey has anyone done like anything different i think that yeah that's probably the best piece of advice which is amazing now someone else asked can't decide on whether to do a first look
1: i think like for me it's a yes i love mm-hmm. a first look if you're mm-hmm. thinking about it I think there's pros and cons, but probably the cons aren't even really cons. And so when I say that, I think that a first look is phenomenal because you get to spend more quality time with your friends yeah. and family you're not ducking away but that's not to say that you can't like nip away and this is what I would recommend in fact get away during that golden hour if you're doing yeah. your wedding in the afternoon that sort of like uh, you know post just pre-sunset yeah and get those like you can still get some beautiful shots yeah. um during that time with your partner or your wedding party if you want to and it's actually a lovely way to then come together and spend some quality time because you know you probably spent the first part of your wedding just meeting and greeting and chatting to everyone and getting into it it's nice to step away that during that sort of like sunset time and actually reconnect but I think that the beauty of a first look um is that if you're feeling nervous at all it's a great way to calm the nerves because you can have a just an intimate moment with your partner and your photographer or your videographer and just connect and get excited about what's to come it doesn't diminish that aisle moment if you're having an aisle Mm -hmm. like one of you's coming down the aisle yeah that's still so powerful you don't need to have that make that be the first time that you see each other on the day you still will feel so emotional and overwhelmed during that moment even if you have had a first look yeah yeah I think if you're thinking about it and you're 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 wanting to maybe do it, but you're just unsure, I would say do it just because of the the pros afterwards. Um, I mentioned cons, but I actually don't think there are any cons, so I retract
0: I I agree that there is nothing that that will take you away from that moment. And like, let's be honest, I don't actually think I looked at my husband when I walked down the aisle. I think I was looking at everyone else looking at me just going like, I'm so nervous right now. Whereas I've had a couple before do a first look, then they walked into their ceremony together and they were the most present couple I have ever seen. They were just hand on heart, like together they were so intentional with each other they were just oh it was so magic and so I think that yeah as you say if you're even considering it it's a huge yes um and also to add on that I must have I don't know seen it on the algorithm the reels whatever it was I can't even remember where it was but someone did a first look and they were wearing like I don't know their reception dress maybe and then they actually got changed for the walk down the aisle and wore their actual dress so they kind of tricked their partner now that's not to say that we need a hundred dresses but it was just like a fun way that obviously she wanted to incorporate these two different elements within the day and without kind of taking away from that like magic moment of where they see you in a beautiful dress that you've chosen it was just like a bit of trickery which I thought was really cool. Yeah, that's like a
1: really nice kind of halfway house way of doing yeah. it, and also like yeah. a nice way of like fitting in an extra mm. look as well if you right. want to. And I think too. their
0: partner turned around and looked at her and was like, "Oh my god! Like wow! How? What? Yeah, <laughs> what is going on?" And then I think that during the ceremony, it obviously it all made sense and all came together. Um, but just one more, would love advice on giving someone a formal invite after save the dates have already been sent. Oh
1: do it Um, and I think the way to do this is just to be so open and honest about it and just say hey we you know would love you to be there on the day we wish we could have extended this invitation earlier um, but you know for whatever circumstances we couldn't, but if you could join us, it would be such an honour. And just be really upfront and open about it because I think everyone's realistic about the fact that when you're getting married, you have limited everything. There's limited mm-hmm. budget, there's limited spaces and there's, you know, sometimes you can only invite so many people, yeah. right? And so I if it were me and I was receiving an invitation after the fact and I knew that the invitations had gone out it wouldn't bother me at all. I think it's easy to get caught up in um the headspace of oh is this going to be offensive? Am I are they going to you know say no because they weren't on the original guest list? The reality is that won't be the case. Yeah. They'll just be stoked to be getting yeah. an invitation. So just put it
0: out there yeah. and, and go
1: for it, I say. And if
0: they're f- your favourite people, as you say, they're going to be stoked and they're not going to get caught up in all the emotion that's attached to it. So I completely agree. Yeah. And like the now, engagement
1: period, oh, sorry, I was going to say, no, the, engage- right. the engagement period is a long one as well and relationships – can build during that time too as mm. well as change for others as well so just because you know you didn't invite someone at yeah. the start doesn't mean that you might not your relationship might have evolved and turned into something so special and you realize no these people need to be there Yeah, I actually so- relate
0: to that because at the time when I got engaged I was um teaching so prior to being a celebrant I was a teacher and I was teaching at the school and the teachers that were on my grade level I became so close with and I really wanted them to be a part of my you know my day and I was in this really tricky situation, but I ended up inviting them to my ceremony. And so they were so appreciative of that because everything had already been finalized. Um, But yeah, just invite them to your ceremony. And they were so honored. Yeah, absolutely. Just do it. Yes. And now you shared so much piece of pieces of advice today. So what is just your final piece that you is just like your ride or die piece of advice to share with those listening? So
1: my final piece of advice is to be aware that the energy that you bring to the day is the energy that you will have on the day. Mm -hmm. And so by that, I mean, when you wake up in the morning of your wedding, it can be easy to feel, okay, oh gosh, it's raining, or we've still got so much to do, or I'm reeling off something that someone said the day before, or far out, I'm stressed, we've got to put together our tables. And all those sort of like little things that come up can subconsciously affect the people around you but if you wake up on the day and you consciously are like do you know what it's not going to all go to plan it Mm -hmm. actually won't and you're just super realistic about it, you plaster on a smile, you consciously bring your best energy, be as authentic to yourself as you possibly can, stay connected with your partner throughout the day if you're not together already, Mm -hmm. and just think, you know what? It's going to be one of the best days of my life. Let's just go and have a phenomenal time. That energy will radiate and it will be so infectious to all the people around you and they will have an amazing time, which in turn will make you have an amazing time. I think it's really like energy on your day. And it sounds woo-woo and I'm not particularly woo-woo, but it really does cycle around. So if you come into your day and you just are dedicated to whatever happens, I'm going to have a great time and I'm going to be feeling good. And you just really work on that. It's going to be one of the best days of your life. 100%.
0: Absolutely. And that's also, you know, as we said earlier about all your vendors, sometimes like I can have had the morning from madness um with my little ones and it might be a silent drive out there just reconnecting and as soon as i'm getting out there regardless of what has happened i think it's just if you get out there you're there for a wedding i mean who cannot be happy at a wedding and i think as well what's going to help support couples is as soon as they see their favorite people they're going to be so alleviated with all of their stress so i think that yeah it's everyone's energy like as you say it i'm is. not super woo woo either but like i am here for all the good energy
1: yeah, absolutely. It's like it's so infectious. It's sparkly. And yeah, I think just yes. just talk to people, have eye contact, slow it down, um, remember what you're there for as well. And yep. the fact that you get to get married today, for not everyone in the world, it's a yeah. possibility as well. It yeah. really is a privilege and you know, try and keep that in the back of your mind as well. Like, wow, we get to do this today. We get to show our love and we get to celebrate the relationship that we've built and we get to mark the marriage that's to come. Like how freaking cool is that?
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes it's about having those moments with couples before they walk down the aisle and actually saying to them, it's not about like where your ribbon from your flowers are hanging right now. All of those things you'll forget about in about 20 minutes when the ceremony is over, but it's about how you're feeling. And at the end of this, like you're going to be married. Um, So I think it's, yeah, adding in that volume of like what's happening is really important. So what future plans do you have for Wedshed? We are currently
1: uh, undergoing a total site facelift because uh, she's needed. (laughs) Wedshed's been around for a while, but come sort of November. It's going to look completely different. We'll have um, the start of an incredible wedding planning portal for couples to go in there and, yep. you know, do all of their planning in there, connect with all of their venues and vendors in there. Um, we've got a, we've got a, wed- a platform called WedShare, which is like mm-hmm. a buy, sell, swap platform for secondhand wedding goods as well, which we're bringing in. We're going to do more meetups across the country. Uh, we actually take on venues for management now as well. So we've got a sort of growing portfolio of properties that we're looking after exclusively with couples. There's a lot on the cards, um, but first and foremost is just trying to help couples have more personal days and integrating all the different resources that we possibly can to make that happen for everyone.
0: Amazing. And so where can those who are listening come and find you and be a part of your community? Is it best to find you on Instagram? Are you on TikTok? What's happening?
1: We are on TikTok. Um, please come find us and um, deal with us as we <laughs> figure it all out. My God, ha- how old am I?
0: Um, oh, it's so and- wild though, isn't it? I was like, this is like the wild, wild west over here. What is it's happening? It's so wild and it's so addictive. Oh my
1: God. I love <laughs> Every time I go into TikTok, I'm like, I'm going to put something up. And then I'm like an hour later, I'm, I'm, I have just been watching TikToks. Yeah. Um, we're Wed Shed. On TikTok, on Instagram, come find us there. Come into our Facebook community, Wed Chat by WedShed. It's a couples only space with mm-hmm. more than 25,000 people in there right now that are like so incredibly helpful supporting each other. So that's a great place for advice, for sharing woes, for getting recommendations on different suppliers as well. Um, and then find us on our website, wedshed.com.au. And yeah, um,
0: help, it's going to be all revamped
1: yeah, it'll be all looking all bougie and fancy and we can help you
0: plan an awesome wedding day. Incredible. Oh my gosh, Amy. Thank you so much. It has been so lovely chatting to you today. As I said, like we had no issues and I'm sure we could just keep on going, but um, I yes, so. I appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much. Oh, it's like such an honor to chat to you. I love, love these conversations.
0: Now, lovers, that is all there is time for today. I hope you adored this episode just as much as I did. As you indulge, be sure to share away on your socials tagging at ohsosmitten underscore so I can feed to you and, of course, do a sneaky follow and stalk on your wedding day. I would be so grateful if you could leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. Five star, of course, and share the love of the podcast to those who are about to walk down the aisle. Be sure to check out and join the official Fit and Love book over on Facebook. These are our people because remember, no one loves talking about your wedding day more than those about to say I do. I'm here to make your day that little bit more intentional and curated with all the finer details. Within this community, choose kindness. And as always, I acknowledge the land in which I'm recording this podcast. I can't wait to chat next week, lovers. Bye-bye.